With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Flo with a super weird word, nightgown. If you ask me, it sounds less like clothes you wear to bed and more like things you say to your clothes. Good night, Capri pants, sleep tight sweaters, nightgown. We've got a big day tomorrow. Now a weird word I just made up, flotection. It sounds like great protection for your new home through me and Progressive, and that's because it is. I said good night, Capri pants, go to sleep. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. <laughs> you not going to say it? <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it, bro. I don't even know how, how we're going to do this right now, so I'm not going to leave that part uh, out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if we send this to somebody else, uh, you know, we're going to leave that, leave that part out. Uh, all right, that man, part if you out. say so, yeah. Welcome, everybody, to what's going to be episode one of the 4 Out 1 End Pick and Roll Podcast. I'm here <laughs> as the host, Agent Zero, <laughs> co-host with me, Legend of Winning. Say what's up, man. Yo, what's up, podcast world? It's the boy, Legend of Winning, a.k.a. Lo. You dig? So we got a lot of NBA to talk about. It's the first episode, and we're starting mid-season, and as of yesterday, there's been a whole outrage of material. And uh, Loki, I've been, I haven't been talking to you, Lo, because first of all, you're not in the chat. Second of all, I feel like if we talk about it before the podcast, we're just kind of repeating what we already said in the podcast with with less genuine reactions. So this is gonna be the first time we're talking about a lot of this stuff, right? Also, also, I, I haven't been talking to you in the chat because you're really not that interesting of a person to talk to. All right, so okay. Nah, also, we're not going also, there. Also, wait, I know, I know it's a joke. Yo, man, can can the people not know what the real podcast name is? I want to have these people legitimately typing in for our one in pick and roll podcast. Hell no. Nah. Yo, the name of the podcast is Off Top. You know what I'm saying? Off Top. We're going to get these topics off top. We're going to get it rolling and straight. You know, make sure y'all get everything... Um, you know, subbing and stuff like that and following us on Twitter and stuff like that, too. You know, I always got to plug in my Twitter. You dig? <laughs> yeah, you do. And you still don't have more followers than me. Listen, Whatever. Whatever, every yo. single podcast, we're going to call the podcast something different, all right? Because we're debating about what name we're going to use. And we went through a whole host of corny names. And so every week, I think we have to outdo one another and go with the even cornier name. So four out pick and roll was four out one in pick and roll was t- today's podcast name <laughs> which is the most that is the corniest name in the, in the world my god <laughs> that is the corniest name it'll get it'll get worse man don't worry all right start us off low yo so all top let's talk about these clippers and these rockets you know what i'm saying the, the brawl that almost happened first of all blake griffin Let's chill out for a second because we already know you're not throwing no more punches because of what happened last year. Why do you? Why do people think that? Am I the only Blake, person that doesn't think he's soft? Honestly, I think Blake Griffin. Uh, I, I'm not saying he's he's soft, but what happened last year? You know, he threw a punch, broke his hand. Amare threw a punch at like did Amare punch a wall? What was it? What was it? Didn't he punch a fire extinguisher or something? And he broke his he broke his wrist, right? Amare is not something, soft. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, 
They're basketball players. Kyle Lowry's wrist was in pain just shooting a basketball. It's going to happen because there's so much repetitions. He's been developing a three-point shot. Oh we know he's been God. in the gym. No, Blake. You know he's Blake isn't. No, Blake doesn't want those problems. I'm not even I'm not even saying he should be getting into altercations cuz you know, I'm not I'm not condoning nothing, but I'm just saying in general like Blake <laughs> doesn't Blake does not come across as a person who's going to like really get into a physical altercation with anyone. He just doesn't. All right. Well, it was it was probably the most entertaining night of basketball, at least for me in a while, all right? Listen, I don't know about you guys, but when I watch the NBA, I like to be entertained, okay? So, when I was hearing everything that went down, as it went down, right? Woj was just sitting there on Twitter going off. It was entertaining to me, because you hop on Twitter, there was all the memes. So, I almost invite this type of, as Woj said, tomfoolery, okay? I almost invite it. Because nothing usually ends up happening. Like, it's very rare where somebody actually throws a punch. Like, the other week, Ibaka actually threw a punch in, in the game. And there was suspensions that were held out. And there's minimum suspensions now. But it was funny. It was entertaining. A lot of people taking a hard line on it. But, yo, it's, it's the NBA. You know, Capella's not going to go there and throw fists. He knows there's going to be suspensions coming. Especially on, isn't it his contract year, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not a smart life decision there, man. Yo, Lo, what'd you think of this situation? I haven't talked to you about it. I was I was dead ass laughing when I saw this because I was like, yo, <laughs> for, again, like no one, no one, like you said, no one's not gonna really fight and stuff like that. But the whole like Blake Griffin was like really really egging it on throughout the entire game, and obviously other people were getting into it. It was Chris Paul's, I guess his 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 welcome back party, I guess, or whatever you want to yeah. call it when they go back yeah. to he going back to L A. Played with the Clippers for six years. And so they coming back, mixed results with the crowd. Some people was booing, some people were cheering. That's, that's you know, that's to be expected. But the animosity between him and and Blake, you would have thought they would have never even played together throughout the entire career. Like they they immediately it was a is it was like an immediate problem. So Blake was getting a little physical here and there, um, you know, which I I kind of not really expected, but you know, Blake, I think he's kind of upset the way that the NBA is kind of structured right now where no one really talks about him. So he doesn't get the same type of love he got a couple years ago. So now, you know, he gotta, he gotta, he gotta show people what's really good out here. You know, you know, Trevor Reza pulling on his, pulling on his little, you know, compression shorts. He ain't having that. Then Tony chopping off at the mouth on the sideline. He ain't having that neither. And, you know, him and the reps always have a back and forth because people get physical with him and he don't feel like he get the right calls and stuff like that. But then on the sideline, you got Doc's son. Shout out to Austin Rivers. because don't, He doesn't deserve a shout out. Don't do that. Come on, yo. Come on. Yo, Doc's son, I don't, I don't know what's – like a part of me wants to like him. I, I, I just want to like Austin Rivers. I really do. Why? For what reason? Because I feel like he's a solid player. I think I think he's a legit. I'm not saying he's going to be a starter or anything, but I think people I think people give him too much flack for being Doc's son. That's why. And I think if you just took away his last name and just look at him as an individual player, he's not that bad of a bench performer. He's still a bench player, but I feel as if people give him a lot of flack just because of the situation he's in. So that's not the, the only reason. I mean, yeah, oh, okay. I mean, there's other reasons as well. Every time I talk to a Clipper well. fan, they have like a a pure hatred in their heart for this guy. It, it I don't can't know just why. be because he's Doc's son, man. I you think know, that's it. Nah, because he just so, so many times you watch games and you got to be a person to sit there and watch the games and be a fan of the team. As you make you see a guy you don't think deserves to be there, royally mess up, and he's still there. 
But he's right. not. Is he really royally messing up? Because he's still a solid player. It's All not right. like he's not what trying. What business did he have chirping at, at the bench? He wasn't even playing. That's in true. That game. That, and now, okay, okay, you read about that. Not only was he like he was. Not only was he on the bench, but he was like in a suit. Like he wasn't even like suspected <laughs> to even come in at any point. He was hurt. Like why are you even talking? And so then the reports come out that it really Blake and Blake and Chris Paul obviously had a problem. But it was really, from my understanding, Austin Rivers who was trying to get that business in the back, and it he got was. a little tough. Yeah, and apparently, was. someone called the police. Now that's. I don't know how I feel about that. Have the you police look- ever been called to an NBA game? Apparently because not because of Shaq, NBA players. Hey, uh, Shaq, Shaq and Charles is laughing as if they've never heard that before <laughs> in their life. I've never heard it before neither. But if you Austin and Rivers, you can't be chirping and talking on the sideline while you're in street clothes in a suit. And then when people actually come in the back to come confront you, you like, ah, let me call 911 real quick. <laughs> you can't, you can't do that. that. That makes no sense at all. That, that's the most craziest thing in the world. Oh, uh, I think the best part of the situation as it was developing was we found out that Capella went to the front door, knocked, and they shut the door in his face. But what made it even funnier he was, was a decoy, the ini- though. He was. He a was. Decoy. But the initial reports were saying that Chris Paul had nothing to do with it. 20 minutes later, you hop on Twitter. All these reporters verifying that Chris Paul masterminded an entire process. Like there's some sort of video game where they knew this because he used to play for the Clippers. They knew a secret tunnel to get it from the back. That was That's- also, that was interesting. How does that happen? What is that? Did Chris I- Paul like let them have, like how does, like does that, is that in every arena? Does every arena have like a secret passageway to the back of a, a locker room that no one doesn't know about but the team? That's well, interesting. That's Chris interesting. Paul probably got that installed when he was holding DeAndre hostage, right? And ever since <laughs> then, Christ. he knew the whole layout. He has it back at his house, man. So it was memes galore. We're going crazy on Twitter, man. And honestly, I haven't had that much fun in a night of NBA in a while. All right? You know, you guys, you see everybody just sounding off. Some people were super disappointed in them. They think this is going to be a trend in the NBA, especially because of Lowry, Ben Simmons. And then if you date back... Last week, there was the Ibaka incident. And there's more and more incidents of players just like maybe, is that is the word? They're not being brand friendly. Like, you, you hop on Twitter and Blake Griffin put up a gif of the Joker lighting the building on fire and walking yeah, away saw all that. crazy. Yeah, I saw that. That was kind of OD. You know, I, Pat Bev put out a tweet saying, no more soft shit in LA. I'm like, damn. That's true, too. That's true. That's another thing, too. They picked the, they kind of picked the wrong day because if Pat Bev was on the floor... I don't think no one really want those problems with Pat Bev. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think no one really is going to try Pat Bev the way that they try Austin Rivers. Because Pat Bev, be, Pat Bev probably be saying some crazy stuff all the time. And they just kind of, like, just let it go. But because it's Austin Rivers, which, again, I feel like people just give him too much flack. He's a good player. You know what I'm saying? No, but, he's not. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a solid player. But I, I did. I ain't going to lie. I low-key forgot about the Serge Ibaka thing. And then your man Kyle Lowry... Try to he tried to he tried to get some work from Simmons too last night. Yeah. Which yeah. on a side note, Simmons will beat his ass. So let's get that clear. Well, he, Sim- Simmons got like ten inches on him. But don't they call Lowry the Bulldog? They call him the Bulldog, right? Lowry got some fight in him. Hey, we don't know. Lowry might know some Brazilian jujitsu. Get down and get him in a an ankle lock and just, you know. Yeah, that'd be a, agent. Honestly, on, for bro. an NBA player, that'd be terrifying. <laughs> agent, come on, agent, come on, man, agent, come on. Hey, you ben know Simmons Lowry. Will win. 
Ben Simmons. Yeah. Ben, ben, ben Simmons would demolish In a fight. Who? So I had this, we had this conversation. I've been having this conversation with everybody, and they consistently always choose Ben Simmons. Low. Who's not who's who not who's gonna be better tomorrow or the day after? Who's not, not who's gonna have a better career at the end of their lifespan in the NBA? Who is better this season? Ben Simmons or Kyle Lowry? Like right right now, like January sixteenth? This, this season. This season? Oh, it's Ben Simmons. How could y'all say that? I don't understand it. Kyle Lowry has been hot trash like a lot of like a good no. stretches of this of this season. No, though. no, no. The first couple months we could all agree. He was shooting straight bricks. Right. He's still not shooting that good. Like he's, he's shooting he's, nice he's now. Better. He's better. No, his shooting you percentage. Me, you, you telling me you would not rather have even right now? It's like a six ten point guard compared to Kyle Lowry. If is Ben Simmons coming on the Raptors? Because we we need an elite three point shooter with Lowry at PG. But you're, you're, talk, you're talking you're talking about because of that situation you got in. In Toronto, because it's not like De- I mean, DeRozan getting better at shooting threes, but it's not like he's at the same. He's not going to shoot contested like Lowry. Like yeah, DeRozan yeah. shoots when they leave him point blank. So, but but that I mean that's y'all situation. In y'all situation, then y'all would probably go ahead and select um Kyle Lowry. Lowry. But if we just I mean we're someone who's a better player so far this season, right? Simmons. I feel like Simmons been too inconsistent. I know he's a rookie, right? Inconsistent. He- Kyle Lowry's middle name is inconsistent. <laughs> Kyle, you're, All right, yo, you're, okay, you're crazy. Okay. All right, let's let live in inconsistency. What are you talking about? I think year over year, maybe, or month over month, but game by game, he had stretches where he just performs really well. Are you talking about two game stretches? What are you talking about? No, I'm not talking about two game stretches, man. Bro, in that game against Philly, he was shooting uh, trash. I, he just doesn't get the respect, man. It's crazy, yo. Just cut it out, agent. Cut it out. Listen, you're if you're it gonna seem if like you're he's gonna... having a quality season, he's not really. No, I see. If you say Wiggins is inconsistent, I was looking at the stats the other day. Yeah, Every Wiggins other game, he's shooting like 32. percent It's honestly Bro, just tough to look at on the box. Let's, let's get something straight. Since December until now. Kyle Lowry is shooting 38% from the field, my man. But he my shoots at such a high frequency of threes. It's just what drags his percentage. His two-point percentage, man, is forty. Is it for 48% from two, AJ, 38% come, from AJ, three. I know you're not about to sit here. And, he shoots 38% from the field. No, I'm just talking about from December till now, since you talk about the first two months. I'm talking about the last two months. So January until right now, 38% from the field, 36 from behind the arc. That's not... That's not no, that that means that he's, he's like been shooting. Injured, man. So it's not a big sample size. Oh what you my mean? god, agent! What you mean? How many games is that? That's not. That's not. It's a nineteen of... games. Nineteen games. Oh, that's a lot still. <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Uh, so he's, he's not the most consistent. Bad. I'm not he's saying he bad. is. He's been playing bad. He's been playing bad, bro. So let's say let's say you're, you're the Atlanta Hawks, and I'd rather have for ben this Simmons. season. You would take Ben Simmons. Yes. I'm not going to lie. I might, too. I'm but, about to say, it's not even a conversation. I, just, I don't like that it's such an obvious answer for everybody. It's not even a debate. Because it's a Simmons. fact. It's a fact. He's better. Uh, I don't... Anyway. All right. Uh, Kyle, but, yo, come it, on. Let's live... You living in Toronto, man. Come on now. Because I... So, I actually watch the games. That's what I'm saying. A lot of people don't watch Toronto. They just read a headline. What was that? Lowry scored four points? Oh, that man's ass. That's just what the conclusion people come to. But... Bro, that's not... It's just not a headline every now and then, though. That's like every game. No, it's not. How is that every game, man? (laughs) How, man? He's just making shit up, yo. It's crazy, man. But I I see what you're saying. Anyway, we can move on, man. I just felt like it was a question. But I'm just saying, though, 
Simmons Simmons would, you know, Kyle Lowry went to the back looking for some smoke. Simmons was like, I'm not even gonna play with that man. I already know I would it would be an easy, easy one and done. Did you you notice the differences because the interviewer was asking both the question and, and Lowry was just down to brawl. And Ben Lowry Simmons was, was like Lowry was, he was. He yeah, was. and he, Ben Simmons was like, oh, no, 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 nothing happened. No, he didn't mean anything by it. <laughs> Yeah, Larry was like, no, I'm, I'm, I was really about to go do it. And Simmons just thought it was like, this is just the NBA. We just, we just back and forth, you know, we just talking. And, I, and then Larry was like, nah, 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 trust me. I, I'm about that life. He is from Philly too, though. I don't know. I don't know. Larry might, Larry might have some hands real quick. You know what I'm saying? He might, he yeah. might, he might, he might, he might. If they were the same height, I would pick Larry. I'll say that. Man, why is height such a big factor for you? You never heard of the judo before. Because when you're a smaller person, you if you if you practice judo, and I'm not saying Larry knows judo, oh I'm just my saying God. there's plenty of mixed muscle that that helps smaller people help take down and use their size to their advantage. That's all I'm saying, man. So it's not like just because somebody got size on somebody else, weight maybe, but just height. How much does Ben Simmons weigh? That's a good ass question. Ben Simmons is at least two thirty. It says he's two thirty, exactly two thirty. I don't yeah. know how you knew that. That's insane. Because I watched Kyle basketball. Two hundred five. Actually, yeah, you're right. Ben Simmons would take him. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, wait, wait. Kyle Lowry, he may start the season two hundred five, but he finishes it at like two twenty. You think so? Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Kyle Lowry gains fifty. Kyle Lowry over the summer he'll lose a, he'll lose all the weight and then take a picture of him like oh look look how much weight I lost and then by the end of the season he gained all that weight right back. Every year for the last three years has been that every, man. Every year, man. And before before we go on, bro, shout out to Aaron O'Flalo for for trying to start a fight and then getting caught in a headlock. Yo, shout out to you, man, because I don't know what I don't know why you thought you were gonna fight somebody that's. It's like three inches taller than you. I don't. Yeah, here's I don't what that. happened, man. He saw. You remember "Black Boy Fly" by Kendrick Lamar? No, I have no idea what you're talking. I about. I think it was a second verse, man. It was all about Aaron Aflalo and how he made it out, right? And so maybe, maybe he just ballooned his ego. He said, "I'm in a Kendrick song, one of the most iconic songs of all time, one of my favorites." And that might have been it right there. Aaron Aflalo, what happened to that guy? By the way, Jesus, man, he hey, went they- from almost being an all star a few years ago to just. Do we hear about him ever? I never hear and they, about and him. And they, they, but they burying him like they just like put him underneath the bench. That was a terrible. He should have never went back to Orlando because it's just it's too many redundancies. They do that to a lot of players, man. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's, it's too many redundancies of what he already does, and people are younger than him. And so, why would we even play Aaron Aflalo? That's that. That didn't make any sense. For a same team thing, doing same so thing with Jonathan Simmons. Same thing with Jonathan Simmons. I didn't understand why he went there. It's like yeah, yeah. We got a whole bunch of perimeter players. Why are you? Why are you going there? That makes no sense. But well, well, they're doing horrible this season, so I'm hoping that they start to play some of their younger guys. I know Mario Hazonia has been getting some more minutes the last couple true. Of weeks, which true, is true. great. You might as well develop your young guys while you lose, right? That seems to be the popular method of choice for the teams that are tanking. And there's a there's a Trey Young we're hearing about. Listen, I don't follow college, and I never will, right? I never if, will. If neither. you make it to the NBA, I will learn everything there is to know about you. But until then, I don't need to know about you, right? But I Yo, keep caring about. Yo, yo, while we say this real quick, bro, let's get something straight. Stop what? hitting me up on Twitter DM telling me, like, what do you think about this college kid? Like, bro, they 18 playing against college talent. We don't even know if they're going to be good in yo, the I pros. thought you were talking about me for a second. I, I never no, done that's, that. No, that's me, too. That's me, too. Like, stop hitting me up on Twitter. I'm not watching no college kids dominate a whole bunch of other college kids that are not making the NBA. The majority of them people are not making it. So, one out of, like... Ten players on the court, if they're gonna make it, 
then obviously they're gonna look better than everyone else. Like I don't I don't get this, bro. Like don't don't hit me up on Twitter. But you know what I will watch? The Lithuanian League. Oh my god. Let me show. <laughs> I don't know. You've been watching it. Hey low. man, you know I'm I'm gonna back my man Lavar. You know what I'm saying? That's my that's my that's my guy. Shout out to Lavar. But you know his kids over I there. I can't help it, man. All the ballers' lives, the baller visions, they all upload they, it to YouTube. What you gonna do? Killing that shit, yo. Yeah, they are. That yo, it pulled over a million views in less than a day on ball uh, on Ball's life. I'm yeah. like, damn, really? Because really, people really wanted to see him hoop. The first game was a disaster. They scored like zero points or something like that. And this, they uploaded the third game. Those guys are hooping. Uh, they put that shit on Facebook too, and they got like mad. Yeah, they live stream it on Facebook. They're making money, man. Yeah, <laughs> they 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 getting they get into that guap. I mean, I hope everything work out. With them. I don't know how it's gonna work out with the um with Jello. I don't think Jello gonna make the NBA ever in his life. But why you think um, you think Melo has a better chance than Jello? Jello, dude, he's not. I don't even think he's in shape enough to be in the NBA. Like he would have to come really on, be man. on a, a straight you know how much diet. Years he has to get in shape. There's so many players that come into the NBA super skinny. But the thing, the thing is, he's not. But he's not even athletic either. Even one thing, if he was just like kind of big and bulky and also athletic, but he's not like this first game. Like they were so out of shape that he was smoking. Can't you make like, the same was, case for Lonzo? Right. But Lon- but Lonzo was agile enough for him to and and also Lonzo was a phenomenal passer. Jello is not a he's not a there's nothing really that stands out about Jello. That's a good point. Yeah, there's yeah. there's nothing really. You know, because Lonzo, uh, Lonzo, 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 hey yo, Lonzo, shout out to Lonzo, yo, yo. Lonzo doing it, yo, Lonzo doing it big, yo. Let's let's stop. get something clear. Nah, nah, stop. No, 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 no. Because we were gonna say this later on. Lonzo, man, y'all hating on Lonzo, and everybody was like, everybody was, everyone overreacted to like the first, like twenty games. Everybody of the does that though, all the time in but, like, every sport. I've even had like Detroit Piston fans in my DMs talking about, oh, low. <laughs> I thought you said the Pistons are gonna be bad, and here we are now, halfway through the season, and they barely in the playoff race. Like I said, they were gonna be in the beginning of the season, but I don't hear none of y'all in my Twitter DMs or my mentions anymore. But. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lonzo, Lonzo been playing way better, like as so far as the season has progressed. And I don't know why people like people don't really recognize it. It's crazy because when he was playing bad every game or in the beginning of the season, like everyone was on Lonzo, like Lonzo this, Lonzo that, X Y Z, blah 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 blah. But then he started playing good, and I I don't I very rarely hear it anymore. And then he missed the games. They went on like a five game losing streak. They lost every single game he was out. He comes back. And they won the next four games Come on, in a row. That's not why they won. They won because Lavar called out Luke Walton. He put that, he put his foot down. He made that a stand. Too, that that too that too. But Lon, but Lonzo been shooting. He was shooting way better from the field. I don't think people <laughs> really recognize that he's playing much better. Nah, he yeah. has an impact whether he scores or not. Yeah, um, for sure. Defensively, he's solid. But I don't know. I've I've been watching some Laker games. Right, you know, it's tough for me to watch those games because. They're not Kobe's making not the there. playoffs, so it doesn't really matter. Kobe, but when Kobe's I do watch them, he has a lot of vision, man. You, it's it's very does. rarely you see a point guard with that kind of vision and that willingness to pass. He he throws the most insane passes you might think. It's not going through. Yeah, it went through. Like a full court lob pass or just, you know, it's, it's exciting to see some of those passes, man. Almost like a European style uh, Rubio or or even... Nah, just Rubio. Rubio's probably nah, the most recent not, person. I don't, that. I, don't, I, don't, I don't want the Rubio comparison. I like the Jason Kidd. But the the full the full court yeah, the full court do, passes hey, are like. I'll do you one better, Steve Nash. What's that? Since I know how much you love him. <laughs> That's even worse. Now let me tell you, Steve Nash not worse. I'm about to say, my. I like guy. I like I like the I like the the full court passes though are kind of nasty. I'm not gonna lie. 
Like, he'll get the ball, and he immediately like, just chuck it up. And I like the fact that some players are able to just run up and down the court. And um, outside of, I don't know, Julius Randle, he, he don't really be running. I can't stand Julius Randle. Yo, he goes left every time, man. I know Z-Bo does something similar, but like it's tough to be effective when they know exactly what you're going to do. And it's like, and like, and his, like, his style of play. And I know, like, the NBA just changed so much that players like him, like, um, Julio Okafor and Derek Favors and, like, some of the low post players that enter the NBA, like, it just immediately shifted off to, like, spacing that those players really don't have any relevancy in the league anymore. But, like, he's getting upset about, like, not getting enough touches. And it's like, what you do is not where the NBA is at right now. Like, you need the ball in your hand and the low post on the right side so you can go left. Just so you can be effective. Like, that's that's who Julius Randle is. And I'm, not, I'm not even really trying to not Julius Randle like that. But I heard, like, obviously, he's trying to get some... They're trying to trade him away and stuff like that. And him and uh, Jordan Clarkson. And it's just like... Some people keep telling me, like, Oh, why, why are you trading away young pieces? And it's like, because Randle, he's young. But it's obvious that he's not going to fit with whatever we're doing. So, we might as well just trade him away. Like, immediately. And I don't, I don't really think he's that good of a player anymore. So... Well, I mean, it might make sense to trade him now, you know, while he has a lot of value. But I feel like he's been doing solid. As predictable as he is, he finds ways to score buckets. Maybe not at the clip you'd probably hope, especially when he initially got drafted. But anyway, we'll see. Depending on, you know, every year apparently the Lakers are going to get the biggest superstar in free agency. I know, right? I guess it really depends who they snag. I'm gonna tell uh, y'all Laker. I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all Laker fans right now. We're not getting LeBron. Y'all cut, y'all, y'all cut that out right now. Lakers Why? are not getting LeBron. You don't think he's gonna leave that entire Cleveland stacked roster to play with a bunch of young guys from LA? You don't think no. so? Why? Why would he leave? <laughs> come on, come on, come on. I mean, I know All Cleveland. Right. Cleveland did get their shit pushed in. You know, they did against the Warriors. But yeah. uh, he not he not leaving that. We'll he talk about some more relevant teams, man. So, legend. Uh, Against all odds, man. I actually did. I got up and I actually watched the game, even though I knew exactly that the Warriors are going to win by double digits. We knew that coming in, right? If you didn't know that, you might have been a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. Because to the rest of the NBA, it's super obvious that one team has so much talent, it just doesn't even matter at this point. Um, So the Warriors won, and they did it in almost... Kevin Durant used the word a cruise in the second half. He said that, right? You know, the first quarter, Klay Thompson goes off. In the third quarter, you start to see Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry start to step it up. And it seems like as as much as LeBron can do, he can't do everything. And we're back at the same point we were last year and the year before that, where Cleveland is losing to the Warriors. And everyone always goes, oh, they're one piece away. They just need one trade. They get Kyle Korver. They're just one piece away. They just, they're always, always one piece away. Then they get a player. And there's, oh, that's this championship season until they lose. And then they're one piece away. So it just, I think we've got to the point where, at least for me, the Warriors are winning the championship. Unless some crazy injuries occur, if everybody stays healthy, I just don't see how this team can lose. It's just... You could guard Stephen Curry; he still make the shot. But it's even if insane. even if Curry even if Curry got hurt, would you still not pick the Warriors? I would. I would. Exactly. I would still pick yeah, the Warriors. I, I to would win. still pick even, even if Curry got hurt. I would still pick the Warriors. Yep. Like that's that's how. I don't know if if that's I I can't but I don't I don't feel that confident if KD got hurt. But if Curry got hurt, I would still feel that way. Nah, and even I, if KD got hurt, I still have him winning because. I would have them winning, but I wouldn't be as confident. I just, I just wouldn't be, be as, closer, as confident. Definitely, yeah, it'd be closer. But I, yeah, like the whole like, 
I just think that's just people who are in denial who just don't want to admit that for like the first time in LeBron's career, he's not good enough to like he like overcome. He's not, yes, I'm saying he's not the de facto player that's going to immediately say like we have LeBron and all we need is like one more piece and that's it. They need the 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 Warriors. I mean, the Cavs need at least two or three more pieces, at least. <laughs> and even and even then, it would be it would be very very interesting because even if they threw a Paul George on that team along with some more defensive pieces. I can't even say that will be a definitive no. yes or no. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I don't, I just don't see how that's going to work. But I told, I told people before the season began that the Cavs are, in my thought in the beginning, they were worse. If anything, they might have stayed exactly the same. But like everyone who kept at, sitting there saying like, Oh, we're going to wait till Isaiah Thomas come back. Like, what is I, what is he going to do? Well, like, to their credit. He, it'll, I, I'll give it a couple more weeks before I, I decide exactly. But their problem how I isn't offense, though, it's defense. And he's yeah. worse than Kyrie defensively. You know what's interesting is Isaiah Thomas is on the floor in that game. And I was focusing on him defensively just because I think there's no way you have Isaiah Thomas on the floor and you defend all five players on the Warriors. And there's just couldn't. always going to be a breakdown. Exactly. And literally a few plays into the game, Isaiah's asleep. Curry goes on a backdoor cut on a possession where it was pretty well defended until the backdoor cut. And he gets a wide open bucket. And I think Curry tweeted out that exact video and he put a funny little caption on it too. And I just thought to myself like, damn, you're already at a disadvantage because of course, Isaiah Thomas is not the tallest of players. So athletically, just in his physical body, he's he put at such a huge disadvantage. You almost have to be alert 24 seven. And he was too busy ball watching, looking around his peripheral vision. You got beat by Curry on a cut. And at that point, I was like, oh, I don't know how this game is going to go. You know, second quarter goes on. LeBron is throwing up oops. Dwayne Wade, they're, they're making shots. They're having fun. And they're leading. And I'm just thinking to myself, Curry and KD are eventually going to start dropping buttons. I was about to say, even when they were leading, I was still <laughs> like, nah, the Warriors, they still going to come through and win. Yeah. Like, I, I still felt like that. But even like... Like when I when Isaiah was on the floor, what I was thinking, like it, it, even though I knew this before going into the game, part of me was still like, "Who is Isaiah going to guard?" Because I was like, "He's not. There's no way he guarding Curry. He he definitely not guarding KD. So are you gonna <laughs> is 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 Clay the weakest link on the perimeter that he has to guard? Because even that's still a massive disadvantage. And I don't think people mm-hmm. thoroughly understood that last year that. Even though, yes, technically speaking, Kyrie and, and, um, Isaiah Thomas's defensive numbers, which are always misleading. And, and if you ever try to use numbers to try to determine who's a better defender, that you should just stop watching basketball. What? But you're if, telling me defensive rating is not accurate, Lowe? Defensive rating is trash. But even, <laughs> even, even if you were to use those defensive numbers, you have to keep in mind that Kyrie last year was actively being put on the best point guard on an opposing team. So he was still guarding the Curry's and the John Walls and so on and so forth. Whereas, not always. Sometimes not always, not always, but I mean he he was it wasn't like it wasn't like Isaiah Thomas where the Celtics were actively hiding him. Like they they were like purposely coming down the court. Avery Bradley, you guard the point guard, Jay Crowder, you guard whoever the next best player, and then Isaiah Thomas, you're guarding like Otto Porter. You know what I'm saying? Like they were actively trying to hide him, and yet his defensive numbers were still the same as Kyrie's. That's how bad of a defender uh, Isaiah Thomas is. And again, like for y'all, are they who just sitting there waiting for Isaiah Thomas to come back and make a difference? 
it, offensively, they can become a little bit more efficient because, quite honestly, the only two or three players who are beneficial from behind the arc is LeBron, Kevin Love, and Kyle Korver. And that's really it. Everyone has been trash. And so they can definitely get a little bit better from behind the arc. But, like, D. Wade has been handling the ball in this chain of offense for them coming yeah. off the bench. Isaiah, and then they have LeBron in the starting lineup. I'm sure Isaiah Thomas needs some more time, like you said, to acclimate himself with that team. But, like, he's not really going to do much of anything. And then people, again, like, y'all people out there who, who are on Derrick Rose nuts, Derrick Rose is not coming back and he's not making a difference. That man, this is he's like, this beat. is Derek, yeah, he's he's not, even if he comes back, it's, it's not. He almost Derrick, wanted to quit basketball, man. Exactly. Derrick Rose being out might actually be helping the Cavs. That's how bad of a player Derrick Rose is right now. <laughs> it might it might actually low-key be helping the Cavs that he's not there anymore. So, like, that team is more than just one piece away. And even if you want to keep lying to yourself and say that he's, like, one or two, like, the Cavs are just, they need that one more player. No, they're, like, a whole they're two or three players. They're always one more player away. They'll no. never have enough players because just the way the Golden State Warriors were set up over the course of the years phenomenal draft thing and then of course they siphoned kevin durant <coughs> like and kevin durant took a pay cut so there's a very good chance that unless clay thompson decides he wants crazy max money which he can't ask for and if he does he will get from a team that they don't keep their entire court together now you know at, at a certain point you four championships might be enough he might say so we're looking at a couple more years at least of the the warriors just straight up dominating assuming of course no injuries I ain't gonna lie, that might be the greatest team in NBA history, Loki. Yeah, it is. I, I, well, we'll see. I think if they win a couple more championships, is it's really, you know, it make the answer yeah. a little bit more definitive. But yeah. Isaiah Thomas yesterday shot one for seven from three. The day before, I mean, the game before, zero for six. The game before, one for five, and then two for four, three for eight. So he's been playing trash. No, no, no. But eventually, I'm making an argument that he's not gonna shoot one for seven every game, right? It's Isaiah Thomas. Eventually, those shots are going to start I mean, to bang. I don't know. Is he? Is he? He's I'm definitely not saying, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, no 14%, not, not, not one for Not one for seven, but like <laughs> the same thing with like Jay Crowder last year. Jay Crowder was never really that great of a player. He was never really that well-rounded or defender, yeah. nor was he really that. He was. Ne- if you look back throughout his entire career, he was never really a great three-point shooter. It mm-hmm. was just that system that Brad Stevens, and we clearly see it's still it's still working with or without Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley, or Jay Crowder. Is yeah. it a, is it possible that Isaiah Thomas? And I'm not trying to take nothing away from him, but is it just possible that Isaiah Thomas was in a system where the players around him functioned in such a way that he was able to pick his spots wherever he wanted to to be as efficient as possible? Because when you're playing with LeBron, and this is the reason why I've always said that Kyrie was hands down better than Isaiah Thomas. Kyrie was only given a certain limit. He was given a limitation of how much of the offensive floor he could work with because obviously LeBron is handling the ball over here and then they'll just dump it off to him. He had to create his own shot. Isaiah Thomas, however, last year, a lot more high pick and rolls with Al Al Horford. Everyone was floor spacing. Avery Bradley and Jay Crowder, they understood their role. I'm not saying that he's going to dip down to some one to seven from behind the arc, but I I don't think the same impact that we saw from Isaiah Thomas Last year is something that you're going yeah. to get this year. Like I just don't see that on the offensive end. I just That's don't see fair. it at all. Well, at the end of the day, I think Brad Stevens runs a better offense uh, than the Cleveland Clav- the Cleveland Cavaliers do. Yo, every time I see Coach Lou, man, 
It, I just laugh a little bit. He looks hella clueless. He looks so clueless. <laughs> I don't know. It's something funny about looking at him. I don't know what it is, man, but it just always makes me laugh. At the end of the day, the Cavs run a much more different offense than the Celtics. And I think Kyrie right now is about to notice that, and he probably already has, and he's benefiting off it, right? Kyrie is out there balling out of his mind. Uh, at if the end it, of the day, man... Although others, we might have thought different at the initial trade when it dropped. But uh, the Celtics kind of got away with one, man. I was about to say, I ain't think different. <laughs> not nothing. I knew for a fact that the um, Cavaliers lost that trade. Like, I don't know what. No, I thought it was even. So No, even. no, no. I, at that time, Isaiah Thomas was hurt. I told people before, when it happened that Jay Crowder is not a, he's not a defender that's going to be a legit option to guard Kevin Durant. Yeah. But he's not. He yeah, has you know a hard what? time guarding twos, let alone uh-huh. seven foot small forwards. Like, what are y'all talking about? Yeah, like, no. the Raptors made the same mistake with Damari Carroll. Yeah, y'all oh, did. Oh, y'all did. Lockdown y'all defender did. from y'all Atlanta, did. right? And then y'all you did. see you bring Damari Carroll can't guard nobody, right? He can't. You start to you, Dwayne Casey gets there. All right, Damari Carroll, you want to guard LeBron, and he's getting destroyed out there, right? <laughs> so I, it, it reminds me a lot of the same. A three and D type player goes to a different team, and it seems like he has less three and less D, and he's kind of just there doing a lot of nothing. You know, that's, a, really that's com- by far the greatest comparison I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, yeah, because that's exactly who Jay Crowder Appreciate is. That. Jay Crowder yeah. is Damari Carroll a few years ago. Mm-hmm. He got he got gassed up by the best team record wise in the East. And everyone and then people were like, "Oh my God, is you, see, you see the value on Demar Carroll so much so <laughs> that so much so that they put then they then ESPN like rate Demar Carroll over Demar DeRozan yeah. like idiots." So everybody was gassed up on the Demar Carroll hype. I mean, um, the um, what's his man name? I I don't forgot this man name already. I'm already I'm already beyond this man. No, no, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. They, they already they oh, no. they gassed up on the Jay Crowder um hype train. And they just thinking that he's really that good, man. Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder shooting below forty percent from the field, thirty percent from the from behind the arc this year. Can we hold players to different standards? Bro, like, he trash. The, there are some what players in the league. Like I'm saying, if you're the fifth option on offense, playing with LeBron James, who effectively has Dimer on Hall of Fame, there is no reason when LeBron's gravitational force drags in three defenders. You're missing your open shots. We need to start looking at the advanced stats, you know. Sort this categorically. I'm trying to see who the worst open percentage shooters are. Because there's some players, like when Patrick Patterson was playing for the Raptors, he shot, what was it, like 38% from three? Which you think is that, that's pretty solid. But they were all open because they were double-teaming DeRozan, right? So they would kick it to Patterson on an open three and he would miss. So we need to start holding players to different standards here. Kyrie is shooting contested shots. Damari Carroll is shooting open shots, right? Anyway. I don't know, Jay, I, Jay Crowder. If, I'm just saying in general. You look at Jay Crowder's career, like like the year before Jay, the year before last year in 2016, he only shot 33 percent from the field, from behind the yard. And the year before that, he was shooting 29 percent from behind the yard. He's never really been a great three point shooter, so this doesn't really surprise me. He just had one really great year last year, and that's really it. The the below 40 percent though, that's kind of od though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, you, you got you, you almost have better. to do better, right? Yeah, you got to do better yeah. than that. that. There's there's no excuse, especially that's at this why I was stage saying, in your career. When they initially got Kyle Korver, that was such a huge pickup because you can't find a more reliable three point shooter, right? Jason Capono's not in the NBA no more. It's Kyle Korver, right? And he plays phenomenal off ball. Perfect player for that offense. If you could find like two more Kyle Korvers out there, 
And I don't even know if there is, right? That could consistently shoot game by game, regardless of the situation, if there's three seconds left. Then honestly, if I was the Cavs, I'd rather go for that player. The Cavs are also the oldest team in the league. So, you know, in pursuit of all these veteran players, right? You know, there's there's all that stigma that comes around with being a quote unquote old team. You got to rest more on back to back nights. Maybe the team might not perform as well. Um, but hey, that's life, man. Is it? Does this, right. does this does this hurt LeBron's chance of winning MVP? Because they've been losing a lot of games. He's not winning MVP. Okay, Which, by so. the way, the the players also complained about. I don't know if you caught this. There was players. There was rumors that came out that uh, players. Oh, he yeah, that the players in the Cavaliers' camp were saying LeBron was holding the ball more this year, and he wasn't looking to find the open player, almost as if he was, they use the word, padding his stats. Right? I don't so, lie. Look, 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 look. That ain't nothing new to me. I've been watching LeBron for quite some time now. But they're saying that this year. Not not last year. Like, this they, year. They don't want to say it. They don't want to Well, I mean, this year he's having a career high in assists. Like, he's averaging nine assists. So, yeah, it would be a little bit different this year. But also, like... That's that's kind of been LeBron. Like LeBron is the one who kind of just handles the ball and holds at the top and lets Kyle Korver comes off screens and he thinks that that's just the best way to run offense, and it's not. Like other people have to touch the ball, and that's the other thing I don't think people like really understand about basketball. Like you have to touch the ball when you're on the floor for you to get more familiar yeah. with the spacing and the pace of the flow of the game. If LeBron is just doing everything and just standing at the top of the key and holding the ball. Unless you have, like you said, a knockout three-point shooter like Kyle Korver coming off screens, who's so reliable that he's going to be able, he's going to be a consistent option. Everyone else is not going to be able to gather their flow of the offense and not be effective. They're they're not going to be effective at all. So, I'm I'm not saying that I'm not saying this going this is knocking LeBron's legacy as a whole, but it it doesn't sound that far fetched. But it's like that with superstar players. Like Kobe did the same thing. Like you name a guy. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Kobe was. I don't think Kobe was ever. Holding the ball and and disrupting the flow of offense just no, so he, he can was get plenty. certain. There, yo, I was doing research because I was doing a video uh, the other day where I was I needed to learn the triangle offense and all the intricacies. Right, I had a basic understanding, but I needed to know what to do off ball, etc. And the more I was watching Kobe play, he passed up plenty of opportunities for Ron Artest in the corner or Steve Blake and whoever it is, just so he could ISO the ball because he was he he went from pass mode to. I'm I'm scoring. He went to attack mode. That's Kobe. He did it a lot. So I'm just saying, when you reach that tier where any team is willing to give you max, where you're the best, if not one of the best players in the world, which, of course, LeBron, the best, you kind of, I don't even know if you could hold that against him. I don't even know if that's some shit you should be saying behind your teammates' back. If I was LeBron, I'd be trying to figure out who, who is the fucking, who's that guy, man, talking all this shit behind the scenes. Spilling all this information, especially in a year where it seems like they're having more team chemistry issues than ever. It's like, we don't need to do that, man. Who are you talking to reporters for? Who's your friend that leaked this? Who you think? Who you the, think said it? Who you think said it? I have no idea, man. No, uh, you, come on. You, I mean, come on. You, we, we know. Who you think I have said an it? idea. Of who, 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 who you think this, said this, it? Then? It's a guess. Though. I, I don't want, I don't want. What's the guess then? Hey, who's your guess, Lo? Before I say this though, it, it sounds like you, you you're like you're 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 like pushing up against your mic. I don't know if it's this mic or your other mic you're doing it on. Oh, okay, where? But it sounds like you're like it's like rumbling. But I know you got two mics, so I don't know. It might just be the mic you're talking to me. Oh no, nah, yeah, don't working. worry about the laptop mic. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I'm going to say Kevin Love. You think so? 
I think it's either Kevin Love or Tristan Thompson. I was gonna say Tristan Thompson. <laughs> I think I think the reason why the reason why I say Kevin Love does because I I feel like even though Kevin people just look at like shot attempts or whatever and think that they that's that's enough that's a big enough that's a good enough argument to make a um like a good enough argument to say that you know he's getting his shine. Kevin Love is still just like standing in a corner, barely touching the ball throughout the game. So that I means and he's Kevin more Love. frustrated now because statistically his three point percentage has plummeted since Isaiah Thomas came back. Just because they're trying to get the handle of the whole offense, yeah. and you know sometimes you miss the open pass or you know what Kevin Love was used to doing, he's not doing no more. So a possibility. But uh, Tristan Thompson, it's I think. But because, I, I low key, I low key think it's Tristan too. I think it's Tristan. Yeah, For I think a guy Tristan who got a Tristan, huge paycheck. He assumed he was going to be a focal part of the team, and like it's been so inconsistent his involvement on a game by game basis. Exactly. Uh, that he would, but it, it's all I guess guesses here. We don't and no, know. Nah, it's it's Tristan because he might have is, not told the reporter. He might have just told a friend who said some shit. Nah, right? nah, 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 nah. This is what, from my understanding, this is what NBA players do when they're when they' about to leave. Like they think they're going to get traded, and there's like a lot of rumors of Tristan Thompson being paired up with the Brooklyn Nets pick. I think Tristan might be like low key, like, look, man, I ain't know I ain't gonna be here. I already signed a contract, so whoever gonna pay me, they are gonna have to pay me anyway. So I, I got got what I'm gonna get out of this situation regardless. But they got me on a bench now. They talking about not starting me. They playing bum ass uh, Jay Crowder over me. You know what I'm saying? So he probably thinking like, look, I'm on a bench and I'm starting to see what's really going on. This man LeBron is standing at the top of the keyhole in that ball trying to get them assist numbers. Cause I don't think, I don't think no one else besides those two will even, even say anything. Like D Wade obviously not going to say nothing. I don't think Jeff Green would, would say something either. Cause I don't think Jeff Green is, I don't want to call him stupid or something like that, but I just, I don't, I don't think he's that good. The only other player that I would probably think is Kyle Corver. Because Corver, over the past few teams he's been on, has played on teams where he's he's been more involved. Like when he was in Atlanta, it was a lot more ball movement and stuff like that. So he yeah. may be like he may recognize what's really going on. But everybody else, I don't really. I think it's either Kevin Love or Tristan Thompson. Yeah, um, but it's not a good look, man. It seems like every year the Cavs have struggles and they work around it. You know, sometimes twenty games in, it's a whole turnaround after a team meeting. Boom, right? They're back, and it seems like this year. They're in trouble. They're out of trouble. It's January. They usually are in trouble around this time of year. They were last year, and they find a way to fight through it. So I don't have any doubts that you, they lost back-to-back games by massive amounts, right? And that's not you should that should never happen. What was it? They got destroyed by Toronto Raptors without Kyle Lowry, and which other team they lose to? It was the Minnesota Timberwolves by twenty. Well, they lost. They lost to the Timberwolves. They obviously lost to the Warriors. They lost to the Timberwolves. They lost to Indiana. Indiana was a smaller margin, though. Yeah, yeah. And then they lost, yeah, to Minnesota. And then the other one was Boston, 88 to 102. So they almost, so, they lost by over 10 points in that game as well. I'm sure they'll, fi- they'll figure it out, right? It's LeBron James. When the playoff comes around, will they'll they turn don't? up. Will they? Oh, I and think the playoffs. They will. Yeah, yeah. Play- playoffs. Yes, I agree. But playoffs, we should start yeah. having the, the very real conversation that I'm almost afraid to have at this point because it seems like anytime I guess against the Spurs or the Cavs, they find a way to prove me wrong. But are the Cavs going to make it out the East? This year, I'm saying yes. But low-key, and I'm and I'm being so honest, this might, if even if, regardless of what LeBron does in the offseason, if he stays in the East, this might actually be the last year LeBron is like, like heavily f- favored to go to the finals. This might be the last year. 
Because what Boston potentially could do next year with Gordon Hayward back. And then Gordon Hayward's going to be back. But I was more, when I was talking about potentially what they could do with, is they could pick up somebody because they still have that Laker slash Sacramento Kings mm-hmm. pick. So they could still trade whatever they need to trade away to go get a better player as well. This could legitimately be like the last year where I'm going to feel comfortably saying that LeBron is still heavily favored to go to the East because, I mean, go to the finals. Because the thing is, even moving forward, LeBron's going to get older. The um, Celtics wow. are going to get more. LeBron no, I mean, I, I don't know what I'm saying. I mean, stop. <laughs> what, I, what I'm saying is, when, he, when I say he gets older, because I know people are going to sit there and say the same thing as well. Yeah. He's getting he's getting older in a sense of, I just don't know how much longer he's going to be able to just flip it on and off the way he's been able to. Because even in the finals last year, he definitely didn't look the same physically trying to keep up with Kevin Durant. So he's obviously not the same player. Uh, so ev- eventually... Eventually, he's going. Eventually, what I'm saying is going to catch up to him because at some point, Giannis is going to become Giannis. He's going to he's going to be thoroughly in his prime. Yeah. Then the the Ben Simmons and then Kyrie and the rest of the Boston Celtics is going to finally emerge. Those players, those teams, and those players in the East are going to get better. While at best, he's going to plateau. And where he's at right now, he's he's just not the same physically. He's not the same player that he once was. And so eventually, he's going to catch up to them. And I, I honestly believe not this year. I'm not. I'm not on that bandwagon um, of this year. But I do believe that that next year might be, or this year is going to be the last year. And next year might be their year. I was very bearish on the, which means I didn't think the Celtics had a chance last year because they were so inconsistent. How do you beat the best teams in the league and go ahead and lose to the worst teams? That sort of inconsistency is not going to fly in the playoffs. And they got demolished. By all accounts in the playoffs, right? I think they squeezed the game past the Cavs. But the losses were ugly. They weren't even close. It was one I was at the airport and one of the losses. I was just looking like, damn, that's the score? Turn the game off. They low-key low low should have lost to the Bulls in the first round. Yeah, they got away with one. Um, yeah, they should have, yeah. So, and actually there was an injury, which was the reason they came back, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, Rondo got hurt because Rondo was, Rondo was straight up picking apart Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay. Well, Isaiah Thomas obviously can't ball up against anyone who's taller than him. So that's, that's already done with. But they, they, they low key could have lost to the Bulls and they probably should have if, if Rondo was healthy. But this year with Kyrie, honestly, I don't see, I see it going to game seven if it was the Cavs versus Celtics. And I see it going to game seven if it was the Raptors versus the Cavs. Well, I was just about to say the same thing. I ain't trying to put a battery in your back, agent, because I definitely don't want to hear you gloat about your Raptors. But, Honestly, the Raptors could could take the 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 Cavs to seven games. Y'all and took them to six. Y'all took them to six. No, like, no, what, no. I gotta, ago? I gotta clarify this, bro, because there's there's people listening right now to this <laughs> podcast. And you know what? Every time I put out a tweet in support of the Raptors, but just wait till the playoffs. And it be coming from guys who you didn't make the playoffs in four years, man. What are you talking Not about? Not only that, oh it be it be it be coming from guys who are like James Harden fans. I'd be like, bro, your favorite <laughs> player is trash in the playoffs. What are y'all talking about? In the last he be game. choking, he be choking every game. I like every Houston, game. though. So let's stop. Let's know Houston. I mean, I, 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 all right, that's cool. No, you might like Houston, but I'm gonna just spit facts. You, if you a James Harden fan, you can't talk about. I understand Demar and Kyle Lowry definitely be much more consistent in the postseason, but. Come on now. James Harden, my guy. Like, come on. Okay. James yo, Harden be let me get sus. this out, though, because it's it's so necessary, man. The Raptors are not the same Raptors. And they're not. In the, immediately, people go, but you said that every year. Hey, the Raptors fans always say that. Listen, all right. 
They're yeah. running a completely new offense this year. If yep. you guys look at Kyle Lowry's numbers, they plummeted from the consistent 22 points per game to 16. They're not running ISO-heavy ball no more. On top of the fact that DeRozan can now shoot threes. And if you've been paying attention, you know who DeLon Wright is. You know who Van Fleet is. And you Talk definitely know who OG Ananobi is. Uh-huh. So Let him know. Let him know, agent. So in previous years, when Jonas Valanciunas goes down in the playoffs, they would put in like Lucas Naguera who just came off from the D-League. And he's good defensively, but offensively he has like zero ability to score. This year they have Pirtle, who's coming in the clutch. So know. the depth the Raptors have rivals, but I don't think it's better than the depth of the Warriors. So top three in terms of bench depth. You know, Lowry goes down and you beat the Cavs by over 30? How do you do that? You have a Let bench player in DeLon Wright who they've been developing. And he turns mm-hmm. out to be a beast. Even if DeLon Wright went down, Van Fleet could still hoop and carry the offense. So offensively, the ball is being moved around more. It's not the same ISO-heavy OKC-type ball that we're used to seeing, which is so dreadfully... Yo, do you understand the hurt I feel, Lo? When the Raptors are up 20 against the Pacers, and they almost lose in Game 7, choking in the fourth quarter, just chucking up. Do you, do you understand how that feels? Like, just running an ISO heavy, getting horrible shot attempts. The whole city just stops, and we're like, we're doing this again? So this year, we told Dwayne Casey, man, come on, you got to do better, right? Dwayne Casey, mm-hmm. he, he's coach of the year one month, or coach of the month one month. Next month, the whole Raptors fall apart. But this year, they found consistent ways to score, in part to bench depth. So I don't want to hear nobody saying, but in the playoffs, in the playoffs, how much championships is your Stop doing that. Those are just, you're taking everything out of context and you're making a very absolute argument that holds no significance. So, I don't so know who's going to win. Say it, say it. No, I don't know, know who's going to win. No, 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 no. But I, know here's what I do say know. Bruh, say if it. the Celtics played the Cavs or if uh-huh. the Raptors played the Cavs, it uh-huh. at least go to a game seven. You said this shit like it's another game after that. You said at least a game seven. So, Look, but agent, I think, it, I think agent, what determines it, it is agent, who it. gets who gets first overall in the East. I think it's gonna be really big. Oh, this that's, year. It's, that's still gonna be Boston. But go ahead and say, agent, say what you want to say, bro. I say think, what you want to say, man. Say I don't it. think the Cavs. I I have a fifty. I have fifty percent hope that the Cavs make the finals. So I'm 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 low key in that boat as well. I'm not gonna lie. And the reason it's fifty. And it's not like a hundred any which way. It's because, yo, I'm telling you, man. Every time I bet against the Spurs or the Cavs, they find a way to prove me wrong. But eventually, the cycle's going to break. No team is dominant. Like, the Lakers were dominating for how long, right? And then eventually, the boat falls apart. And then, or it slows down a little bit, right? The Spurs are dominating for so long, then they get beat. And they don't even make it to the conference finals. Or they don't make it to the finals, right? So every team is going to get beat. But I think if there was any year... Especially with the say way that it, Jason Just Tatum is coming it. along. Just right? say it, man. I don't want to say it yet. I'm not ready, love. No, say oh. it. Say it. Just say what I'm you want to say. I'm not ready to make a statement like that yet, man. Yes, if, you, if I, you're right, no, Adrian, if you're right, you're going to be the first one to say it. But I'm not worried about being the first one. I just Adrian, think that if on. you're a Cavs fan... I know there's, I was watching, I think Nick Wright was so calm. He's like, oh, I'm not even remotely worried. This always happens in January. Well, he's and I'm like, idiot. my he's guy, you're taking yeah. everything out of context here. Yeah, and he, he does put out some good points, right? The Cavs always struggle around this time of year. They pick it up and then they hoop and they make it to the finals. It's a cruise in the East. It's not going to be no cruise this year. That's what I know, man. That's what I know, right? And hey, I might date back to this podcast. Cavs win like 4-1. <laughs> 
or I might use this podcast as evidence when the Celtics or the Raptors make the finals, and I'll go, I told you so, right? I love those moments. Look, all so you hedging your bet, basically. I am. All, I'm, all, all I'm saying is, I'm looking at, really, I want to talk about Toronto, because I think a lot of people talk about Boston, and I agree. I didn't, I didn't think that Toronto's bench was going to be as deep as it was this year. There's been a lot more players coming off the bench that have been immediate offense and just been really effective for the team. Shout out to, like you said, Pirtle, because he's been doing his thing. And yeah. uh, obviously, and Norman Powell, who I forgot to mention. Nor- yeah. Norman Powell as well. And Serge Ibaka, I feel like he's been a huge addition to the team because huge. he's been able to play that 4-5 or five position, space out the floor, and he's been a lot more active and, and more involved in the offense compared to other years, especially in OKC, where they, they run a lot of heavy ISO ball. But I'm, I'm gonna just keep it a buck because I don't think you're going. You ain't saying you ain't get that man enough credit. <laughs> Demar Derozan low key playing like an MVP. He's playing like a top five MVP. He's playing like a legit MVP. Like I mean, you I mean you saying top five, but last year Isaiah Thomas was playing like a top five MVP, and people was like yeah. throwing the, throwing his name around in the yeah. MVP conversation. Yeah. So I'm gonna straight up say it. I'm not saying you're gonna win MVP, obviously. He won't. But he's definitely he definitely should be at least in the conversation to win MVP. Like there's the the numbers that he's put putting up, the fact that they're still winning without Kyle Lowry, they beat they beat the they beat the Cavs without Lowry and Ibaka. Like I'm both not of sure. them were I think out. That, that might have been the game Ibaka was uh he had the suspension. Yeah, he did have a two game suspension, right? Yeah. Yeah, because he got into the fight. So if I'm not mistaken, Ibaka and Lowry was out against Cleveland and they still won. Like Demar is putting up numbers, he's being really effective. The one thing I've noticed about Demar this year is that he's He's understanding spacing and understanding how to accept, um, how to accept double teams and just accepting the double team and then making the right passes and kind of get the ball moving again. No, 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 no. I'm tired of people pinning that on DeRozan. He makes the, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's it's all his fault, but I'm, I'm also going to say that the rest of the team is also understanding because what I noticed this about last year in the postseason is that Valanchunas used to set the screen. And then it was like Chris Middleton and Giannis used to just double him immediately. Yeah. And then Valanchunas used to just leave him out to dry because no, he would no, be no, no. immediately running to the rim and he the wouldn't pass, look back. And then Patterson would miss or Damari Carroll would miss open. So the second time, he keeps it. Why are you going to pass to the guy who's shooting up bricks? So the well, dude, I understand that, but you, I mean, you have to make that pass, and and also last year it, was, mm. it wasn't as as free flowing as it is now, yeah, so it was true. only one pass away. But now it's more passes. Now I think Valanciunas has a, a better understanding of if I set the screen, I have to read the defense that they're doubling to also just wait for the pass. We can dump it off to me quicker, and then we can make better decisions from there because I have a better sight of vision for the pass. I think the team as a whole has become better at that because last year in the postseason, I'm not going to lie, that was very embarrassing. Incredible. When I saw, I, when even I just the, saw even though we won. It was so yeah. That was embarrassing. That was yeah. em- that was embarrassing when they played Milwaukee because like Toronto, it was almost as if they never even understood double teaming. Like it's it's like they never even heard of it and they didn't know how to anticipate the double team. And that's like a very predictable, redundant style of defense that any team should be able to be at an elite level. And the fact that they struggled so severely and it really just took the fact that no one really in Milwaukee showed up, especially since Jabari Parker was hurt and no one else was shooting at an elite level. Yeah. Like that's the only real that's really the only reason why they were able to come away with some of those wins. But I mean, I'm looking at it now because I saw in Cleveland they were double teaming him and he was making the right passes. The team was more open to like reading the defense accordingly and everyone's making better decisions. And that's the reason why I like Toronto is because it seems as if 
especially I, feel, I don't know if maybe it's Dwayne Casey or maybe they just understand as a unit, but someone has really sat some of these players aside and tried to explain to them why exactly like this is happening and what you need to do. And they put more responsibilities on everyone on the team, not just DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. And that's the yeah. reason why I like I like the Raptors. It's so weird because there's moments where like DeRozan and Lowry would sit down and I'm like, ah, DeLon Wright's going to carry now, man. <laughs> and DeLon Wright will go in there like Sean Livingston did last night. And he just hoop, do Euro steps here. The guy who had no offense whatsoever last year was literally only in there for defense because of his athleticism, his length, is now finding effective ways to score down low. I think his next thing is he got to get better at three. But getting back to DeRozan, not only did last year he shot 26% from three. This year he's shooting 35 Shooting better percentages in general. He's shooting less shots because he's passing up a lot of those. He's also playing less minutes. A lot of the time, Dwayne Casey opting to keep him out for a little bit longer, a few extra minutes in the fourth quarter. Uh, It's just really cool to see things come together after, like, even though they won in the regular season, sometimes it just be brutal wins. I never like to see that ISO-heavy ball. It's not fun to watch, right? The ball's not being moved around. And it's just like, unless your name is Kobe Bryant in the high post, I I don't want to see it. I think it hurts the rest of the team too. I think that's a, I mean, I'm not trying to get too, I'm not trying to go back to LeBron, but I think that's, that's a huge reason why LeBron teams aren't as successful as they're supposed to be, especially when he goes off the floor because mm-hmm. everyone has to function off of the idea of LeBron heavy isolation or pick and roll or just creating for everyone else. Yeah. And because he's LeBron though, they get away with it because he's just that great. DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry aren't that great of a, aren't great players enough to really make that big of a, a difference. So now you have to involve other players and you have to give other players responsibilities. And man, like I said, they're, they're at the rest of the team, bro. Y'all, y'all, y'all stepped up. I, I mean, the team is I already knew, like me and you had this conversation all the time about Toronto being good in the, in the regular season, how everyone keeps thinking that before the season started, y'all going to be like a fifth or sixth seed is beyond year. me. Every it's the, year. It's, it's Every the year. dumbest thing in the world. How y'all, how people just think that after adding Serge Ibaka to the team, that they're going to get worse. It's it's the dumbest thing in the world, but so stupid. I don't I don't I don't understand how that how that can continues to happen. But I'm I'm just looking at the team, looking at the roster. Y'all are y'all playing good, bro. I think y'all some top people had the Pacers. Y'all Actually, top that was five in year. defense and y'all top five in defense and offense. That's crazy. That I'm, anyway, I don't want top five. Trust me, I can That's go crazy. all day talking about the Raptors. I don't want to do that, right? But if you if they're not on your radar, just Watch the games and don't look at DeRozan. Look at OG Ananobi, who is like Giannis-type length. You know, maybe not as crazy, but he has crazy athleticism, insane upside. Came back a lot quicker than we thought. When he was drafted, he was injured. So they thought he wasn't going to come back till like January, December. He came back super early. And then just, it's so dope seeing the young guys hoop, man. It's almost like the Lakers, just we get more wins, where it's like, Young guys like Hart and Kuzma came out of nowhere. You never would have thought those guys would be making a difference on the team, at least not at that impact, and they are. So, so are you are you are you telling me that you wouldn't make a trade, or are you, are you going to keep it? Because people keep saying I nah, need to make one more trade. At the end of the day, you beat the Cavs. You know, let's say you beat the Cavs, you were the Raptors. You're not beating the Warriors, <laughs> and as long as you're not beating the Warriors, it doesn't make sense to go all in. Uh, and I think they have uh, DeRozan and Lowry on three-year contracts. So, And all the young guys are super early in their contracts. So they don't really have anybody expiring next year that they need to be super worried about, where they need to go all in right now. Um, so I would wait. And plus, it might pay off to see how that LeBron situation explodes this year. 
because uh, yeah. he's gonna be a free agent. Because everyone keeps talking about get, go out there and get Demar. I mean, not Demar. Um, the uh, DeAndre. DeAndre. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not saying he wouldn't be necessarily the upgrade from Valanciunas, but I just he feel like definitely was. If, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's just that if you if you go after DeAndre. I don't necessarily think he's going to stay after this season. Because to me, the only reason why DeAndre is even staying in with the Clippers right now is because his relationship with Blake Griffin in the organization, because they obviously gave him an opportunity. And Doc Rivers really put him on a map as a, a marquee player in the NBA. And I think he holds that those relationships near and dear with him. But I think he's been on record multiple times. And actually, Stephen A. Smith said it today. Not to say that Stephen A. Smith has like the quality, um, quality, um, reports or something like that, but Stephen <laughs> A. Smith, yeah, Stephen A. Smith himself said that like, yeah, he wanted to play in Houston. So again, I don't, I don't know. I don't necessarily know if that's worth the risk to go after DeAndre if you're going to end up losing him. I think um, it's the but, same situation with the Pelicans and, uh, Demarcus. And yeah, I feel like it's the same thing too. But you're yeah. not going to win with him. And if you're not going to win yeah. with him, it doesn't make sense to give up young assets to exactly. get him, right? If he leaves, it's going to be a catastrophic deal. Dude, yeah. They gave away Buddy Hill, right? Yep. And you know, whether whether he turns out to be a beast or not, you're giving up young talent for a very short-term rental that you don't know is going to stick around. And you might not even make the playoffs. Which, by the way, their offense is, I mean, yeah, their offense is top five. They're fourth right now in the NBA in terms of points per game. Who? Um, cool. uh, the Pelicans. So they score. Yeah, their, their offense is good. Yeah, the offense yeah, is really it's good. It's just defensive issues with that team. Well, I'll tell you, basically, the offense is really good. It's just that they got, they got, they got two, yeah, yeah, yeah. they got two players who can score fifty points together on a night-to-night basis. That's really what it is, pretty much. And and put up posters and exciting plays. You see how True. Anthony Davis, who who's that next player who he absolutely murdered? Ron Baker. Oh, Yo, man. he first of all, that's an offensive foul. Can we it say is. that he clotheslined this man in the middle of the air on his way to dunking the ball? <laughs> That is a, that was the most savage thing I've ever seen in a, well it's savage thing I've seen in a very long time. I would be mad if they called that an offensive foul though. Remember when Kobe dunked on Steve Nash? It almost it was so clear at least to me that it was an offensive foul. You know you can make a case he shuffled his feet or he was in the restricted uh, area. Oh no, but say he shuffled his. You foot should feet. always call it a blocking foul. I don't care what the rules are in the rule book. All I know is this: if I'm playing basketball or if even better if I'm watching basketball and there's an exciting play. Don't ruin it by calling it on the opposite side. Call it always a blocking foul. Give the offensive players some time to to celebrate and react. And it's going to make highlights. It's going to entertain no, folks. No, 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 no. Ron Baker wasn't even in the picture. He tried to get out the way. And then this man threw his <laughs> arm out. He was like, nah, nah, come get some of this. And then, like, clothesline him while he was dunking. Bro, chill out. That's Can you no, imagine no, no. if Kevin Durant did that to LeBron? Last night. That'd be the most odious thing in the world. It would also be an incredibly exciting play, but um, when are we? Uh, when are we going to admit that Kevin Durant's better than LeBron? Yo, Legend <laughs> is trying to commit career suicide. Yo, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I was thinking it yesterday, and I was just like, Nah, you can't talk about it on Twitter because Twitter is just like. Oh my God! You're a Warriors fan, and I unfollow you. It's like we can't have a conversation, my guy. Bro, I put up a tweet. I didn't say anything. I just put up that the picture of Kevin Durant dunking and LeBron juking, making a business decision to stay out the way, because that's not gonna look good. If he, can you imagine if there was a real contact poster with Kevin Durant on LeBron? It's over, right? That's gonna be meme of the year. So he made a business decision to stay out. All I said was, I put out a tweet, got the picture. I said, caption this. Someone said, unfollowed. I'm like, 
First of all, why do you think I care? Right? Second of all, what? That's a fact. I didn't make a statement on the... So, people really get touchy about that subject, man. Ever since... Uh, he should, if he was such a good player, he wouldn't have to... And honestly, I think they're right. You know, if Kevin Durant stayed at OKC, I reckon... Golden State was still but winning, actually. But that was two years ago. <laughs> but, but... At this point... They're forgetting he's an MVP player. Right? Did you? Did we watch the same finals last year? When Kevin Durant just said, give me the fucking ball, bro. And I'm going to ball out. <laughs> That's the finals I watched, man. He pulling up for three in people's faces. I was like, damn! You but know? to me, to me, Kevin Durant as an individual has gotten better since he's played yeah. with the Warriors. Yeah. Like as a defender, he's he's like he's significantly better in my opinion. Like he's a better he's a better help defender. He's a better rim protector, and just understanding where everyone else is on the floor defensively. Like even like I know people are saying like oh he's just he he's putting up great scoring numbers because he's on the um, Warriors, which is also a lie because he put up great scoring numbers even when Russell Westbrook <laughs> was hurt yeah. in OKC. Yeah. But just as a defender, even a passer to an extent, he's just a better, well-rounded player than he was in OKC. Way better, yeah. Than he than he is right. I mean, then he wasn't OKC right now, and so I, I'm not I'm not saying. I know, cause I know. Let me just say this first, cause I know people are gonna be like, "So what you Yo, saying, bro?" They're already bro? on you, what bro. You you're saying? getting, you're what gonna you get saying? DMs and what tweets. What you saying, bro? Yeah. Yeah. Bro, what you saying? <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying right, right now. I would say that LeBron is. I mean, Kevin Durant is better than LeBron. I wouldn't say that right now. However, I don't think the gap is so out, outlandish that we can't at least ask that question. No, we should I, be able to ask that. question. If you question don't think right it's now. a conversation, you're just being a fanboy. All yeah, right. if you if you if you don't think that he's not close enough for us to ask this question, because it's a very legitimate question at this point, in my opinion, I think it's as close as like Kobe and Duncan at certain stages in the two thousands. Like I, that's where I think it is right now, or Larry Bird and, and um, Magic in the eighties. But Kobe and we, Duncan, we can have like, a back and forth. I mean, one's a guard, one's a big man, so the comparison was kind of sideways. This one is a lot more like they're very they play the same position, right? You can make the case though. And honestly, I think this is the only thing holding me back from saying KD is just the greatest. That we seen him last night play the Cavaliers. And in the first quarter, second quarter, he didn't show up. Not saying he couldn't have showed up. But other teams, other players were picking up. And, you know, they were running a lot of plays for Clay in the first quarter, you know, on some off-ball screens. But it, it took till the third and fourth quarter for him to, to get in there. You know, LeBron doesn't have that option a lot of the time. If LeBron doesn't show up for the first quarter against the Warriors, the Cavs are down 20. And, you know, a lot of people make the argument that LeBron doesn't have enough help, which I think is so ludicrous. I just think it's a ridiculous offense. But he's, a, but he's the one who made it like that, he's, though. Like, he's, he's, he's the coach. one. The coach. That's right? what I'm saying. He's he's setting the offense is set up so way, in a way in which it can't function without him. So, Le, obviously, LeBron has to do everything, but that's the way that he set it up. If LeBron, why would LeBron keep telling people like bringing Kyle Korver, J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson, these one, two dimensional players who can, who have to function with him? Like, what sense is like, yeah, like that's how the offense is functioning around LeBron. That's why I whereas think Kevin Durant mm-hmm. was in a very similar situation. He didn't want to be like that in OKC where Andre Roberson is pointless unless someone is creating space for him. Like, why would you want that on your team? I agree. That's a ridiculous argument. I hate hearing he doesn't have enough help because every year it seems like he gets more help. Like, they added Jay Crowder. Do we remember who he was when he was with the Celtics, the value he had, right? They Not only did they add, I don't know what the point of picking up Jose Calderon was. Of course, Corver is huge. J.R. Smith hasn't been performing as well as I think a lot of people were expecting him to. Tristan Thompson gets a huge paycheck, but again, he's not the focal point of the offense. So he wasn't even really getting rebounds last night. He was just getting lose ball fouls more than anything 
uh, Kevin Love, Dwayne Wade, Derrick Rose, Isaiah Thomas. Come on, man. What do you mean he doesn't have enough help? Yeah, at the end of the day, you could try and switch up the offense and move the ball around more. You know, the most I, I enjoy watching basketball where the ball's being moved around, assists here, alley oops there. It's fun to watch. But if LeBron's gonna run ISO a lot of the times, I I, I never want to hear LeBron is like he doesn't have teammates unless his teammates are missing open threes, which at one point they were doing in the playoffs last year. There's times where they're point blank, straight up breaking. Right, but now we have Kyle Korver. He doesn't do that, regardless of the situation. Um, but I still think LeBron is the greatest right now. Honestly, I think it's going to become a serious conversation in the finals if we meet the, the Cavs and the Warriors all over again, and the Warriors destroy the Cavs, which honestly I think might might actually be a reality unless we see something happen at trade deadline. Not not only that, it's just like not just them destroying them, but it's like very obvious. That LeBron can't guard Kevin Durant. I don't know about like, and that. I, and I think and, no, and I, no, Kevin I think Durant I can't guard LeBron neither, though. I, I I understand that, but the argument for why LeBron would be better is just the fact that LeBron is a more well versed, well rounded player. However, we're getting to a point now where, yeah. like, he can't he can't even stay in front of him the same way that Kevin Durant can't necessarily stay in front of him. But but Kevin Durant is definitely becoming a better defender. I don't know. To me, it just becomes. Much more of an argument. Again, I'm not saying it, but you know, it's it's not. Are you not hedging too crazy. your bets, low? <laughs> whatever. That's what yo. you told me with what, the Raptors, man. Whatever, whatever you want to say. All I'm saying is, if if next year, if you start hearing me saying that Kevin Durant is better, don't be surprised. Yo, Cavs fans listening right now, who are most definitely either triggered or adults, one of the two. Look, they can be triggered adults. I don't care what they are, but that's just no, a fact. no, no. I, I'm actually curious. Are they worried about their team yet? Because as a Raptors fan, we we don't really expect to win the championship, so there's no serious <laughs> pressure, right? <laughs> but the Cavs are expected to win, and so there is a different kind of pressure. So I'm not worried about the Raptors, even though they just lost to the 76ers. You know, they had Kyle Lowry back and everything. Of course, there was ejections. So, but if you're the Cavs, are you are you now worried, especially with the string of losses, or is this just something that happens in January that's going to be, you know, of course, picked up on? And for whatever reason, I'm going to point this out because it was a huge part last year. Channing Fry was straight up dominating last year, at least against the Raptors, shooting some lights out NBA record type three-point percentage. It was insane. He, the man couldn't miss. But this year, it seems like they're not using him nearly as much. Uh, they're not working around him. In fact, in some situations, he's barely in the rotation. So it might be getting a new player. It might be something that trade deadline. It could also be just going back to what worked last year. And, you know, the team is looking a little bit different than it did last year. But uh, give Dwayne Wade some rest, head into the playoffs. Is Derrick Rose going to play in the playoffs? Who knows? But even if he doesn't. Isaiah Thomas he's is not. Back. He's not. Let me answer that question. He's not. J.R. Smith isn't going to... He's going to pick up his performance eventually, right? You know, everyone likes to say he's inconsistent, but in the playoffs, he likes to show up. Kyle Corbett is going to be there regardless. We'll see about Jay Crowder. I just think they have too many pieces for them not to be a contender. And if you're a Cavs fan, if I'm a Cavs fan, I'm worried, you know? Anyway. Here, here's a reason why they're not really worried. Because Cavs fans have never really seen this amount of success in their entire existence. So they're still pleased. And LeBron fans, and I said this before, LeBron is the only player I've ever seen in NBA history where apparently his legacy gets better 
even if he loses in the finals. So as as long as LeBron <laughs> gets to the finals, then it's not that big of a deal to the LeBron fans either. Yeah. And and if and if and a, a big reason why this is is simply because they are in the East. Because the East doesn't really have a top five player outside of LeBron. I mean, you can say some players have played at a level of which you can argue they're top five, but I'm talking about like they don't have like KD, Curry, Kawhi, Harden, and Russ, like those type of players. But if, if Kevin Durant, let's say hypothetically, was playing for Toronto and we like switched, let's just say we just switched like KD for DeMar, right? And you had, you had Lowry, uh, KD, OG, and them, that would immediately put Toronto in a situation where we would be like, okay, all right, Toronto might actually beat the um the Cavs right now, right? Because with KD, that just puts it. But because there's no top five player in the East outside of LeBron, and quite honestly, it's been that way for so long that many people have just been uh, they just like, all right, it is what it is, it's whatever. But because that's the case, then I think I don't think they really are concerned because yeah. you win either way. I saw a tweet the other day, uh, and I'm going to close on this, that was like, if the Spurs or the Rockets were in the East, the Cavs wouldn't have made the finals. And if the Spurs, because I think without a shred of a doubt, healthy, of course, the Spurs, you know, they've had a lot of injuries. And, of course, healthy. Now that Chris Paul and Harden have both been in and out throughout the season, both those teams could take the Cavs. You know, Rockets shooting at it's such an insane clip. Is no type of defense is going to stop them. You can you can put Isaiah Thomas on Harden, right? And same goes uh, with the Spurs. You know, Coach Pop speaks for himself at the end of the day. I don't know. I True. think I, I hope eventually. You know, the Cavs are proof that we should deteriorate conferences. I know that's not the point of what we're talking about, but I think it will make the situation a lot more fair. A lot of people speaking about if ands or what ifs because the Cavs have been cruising to so many finals. Has it been like six straight for LeBron, right? Uh, seven, and this year will make eight. Jeez, man. That's, yeah, first I know. of all, I know. regardless of whether you think it's a cruise or not, to consistently make it, you know. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, pretty especially impressive. that one year a few years back where they had a whole lot of injuries. Um, it is. But anyway, we'll see, man. I'd be worried. That's all I'm saying if I was a Cavs fan. All right. Low-key, low we're going to wrap up the podcast on this note right here. Uh, All-Star voting. The last day to vote was yesterday, and they haven't got the results just yet. Uh, they're not going to reveal who the captains are until the 18th. For people out there who don't know what's going on with the All-Star voting or the All-Star game this year, what they decided to do was have the starting five be selected from the voting, and that's going to be from the fan voting, if I'm not mistaken, the media and the players, I, I can't remember what they're going to do, but it's no longer just the fan voting. It's going to be other people voting as well to get a more balanced understanding of what basketball is and so we don't have a mistake like we almost had with Zaza Pachulia making an all-star game um so uh, what they're going to do from there is have the captains who are the two highest voters vote getters and have them be captains and select their own teams unfortunately this will not be on uh this won't be broadcasted which is probably the biggest tragedy that's in the crazy NBA so far that is crazy because I would love to see because looking at the voting right now um in the east Kyrie and DeMar DeRozan are probably going to be the two starting guards or at least from the fan voting because the next one after DeMar has been Simmons and the gap is over 100,000 votes. And then in the front court, LeBron overtook Giannis and then Giannis is second and Joel Embiid. And after Joel Embiid is KP, but again, the gap is over 100,000 votes. 
So if we're saying and in and in the West, I think that it's it's tied between it's really close between Katie and Curry, but one of the Warrior players are going to be the other captains. <laughs> so more likely it's going to be LeBron and let's just say hypothetically KD are going to be the two captains and they're going to decide their teams. No lie, I would love to see who they pick. Yeah. I really want to see who they pick. I, I would love to see who they pick. Also, before we go before we get into this, um the the second guard, Kate Curry has over a million votes. Um, James Harden has 978, and then we got Russ. And then after Russ is is Clay, and they're not really close. But more than likely, um, James Harden and Curry are going to get the fan vote because Russ only has 791, whereas James Harden almost had a million. And in the front court is Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, and then Draymond. Um, Demarcus is really close to Draymond, so that's going to be something to look forward to. Demarcus Cousins is also close to Anthony Davis as well, but KD is definitely going to get it. But I, I just want to see. Damn, who's it's going not to, even um, close. Katie has double. Anthony Davis has second yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. Katie has like double, <laughs> so it's, it's not it's not really close. Yeah, because AD AD and Draymond have six hundred thousand, and then Demarcus has fifty eight um fifty five hundred eighty seven thousand. So it's it's not really that close at all. But I just want to see who they vote for because or who they select as captains because I I just I really want to see that. But they're not going to let that be seen, unfortunately, which is a shame. Because Kevin Durant, I it'd be like at recess, see. man. Well, you had to. You pick know what's this. crazy? I'm the one. I said this a year ago, and I'm mad they actually did this without giving me some credit. Because I'm, I am one of the first people who said this is what they should do. So you, you enjoy the move because they, they change it every year. All Star oh, Weekend I, is I different enjoy this every move. year. I enjoy this move though. This is nice. I like, I like this. But I want to, I would like to see the picking broadcast. Like, yeah. I know people are going to be all in their feelings and in their panties and whatever. Don't get your panties in a bunch. But I, <laughs> I just want to see when it gets to that point where, like, we're, we're eight players in and, like, Russell Westbrook still hasn't been selected and it's oh, Kevin Durant's no. turn. It's it's KD's turn and he's like, uh, Westbrook. <laughs> or do I want, you know, Jose he's looking Calderon. at... Yeah, like, he, yeah, he's, he's, he's looking at down the list like, Westbrook, or do I want, you know... This player that, you know, I, I really want to see. I really want that's that's what I want to see. But, you know, because that, that would be hilarious. That would be yeah. really, really hilarious. That really would. Uh yo, they're they're broadcasting the draft of the NBA 2K League. Okay, they're not they're not broadcasting the draft of this? Bro, I wanna watch feelings get hurt. I you know, we might see a couple tweets from some individuals just showing their disdain for the, the pick and choosing process. I'm glad they switch it up though. Uh, I think All Star Weekend would get boring if every year was the same. Like dunk contest has different rules almost every year. Uh, sometimes like they had hair shooting stars. They, they might have called it Sprite or something afterwards. They're like, I think that's been gone the last couple years. They're always making moves left to right. Uh, the skills competition has different. Like every year is looking different. You know, last year they did I think the big man versus the guards and the big man. They won. they always they always did that, but last year was the, it was different because the sudden death was a little bit different. I think they let both of them go at the exact same time and they had the bigs and the guards yeah. going at it at the same time and at the end everyone is just shooting at the three. And they, and then they also they also changed it up because bigs were becoming much more well versed. And so it used to be just a guard competition, but now they kind of separate it. So yeah, I, I, I like I like it when they change it, but it just has to make sense because they right. they changed the slam dunk contest not too long ago and it was trash. 
<laughs> when he had, when he when he had the team for the slam dunk, that yeah, was probably that was worse a terrible idea. That was yeah. that was trash. But last year last year's all star all star game was also trash, and so that's the reason why I was like, this is going to be. Don't do that, man. Here, Lo, let me teach you something, man. Any all star game in Toronto that are involves a Toronto player is just going to be great. So you you just can't match what happened in Toronto well, in twenty sixteen. Let's cut it out. Let's cut it out. Let's cut it out. The 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 greatest, if not one of the greatest, dunk contests of all time. It was held in Toronto. Anthony, no, it was Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine just went off, right? See, that only happens in Toronto. So I don't want you to sit there and say that 2017 was horrible. It's just 2016 was so great. It's because of Toronto, man. That's all I had to say about that. But I hope it's as good this year, honestly. I've never, like, I was uh, I was in, uh, I think, Wingstop? Or I was at All-Stars. Bro, I was the loudest guy in there, man. I just screaming, man. With the most insane dunks, but uh, if it could be like half that exciting, I think it'd be a good All Star weekend. And if Hopefully. they could play defense in the All Star game, it's not fun to watch if everybody. But that's just... the reason why it was trash. Yeah, that was definitely disappointing. I'm not trying to watch a game where nobody cares. All right, I don't care how many stars are on the court. I might want to be there, right? <laughs> if I was in the arena, but watching at home, I'd rather just do my own thing, right? Play some 2K or Rainbow Six, you know. Right, it was so frustrating. Every year they're breaking records, points per game in the All Star game because people don't want to get injured. They're playing less defense. It's understandable. It just sucks for Sunday. So I think I think that's it. I think that's we good. Yeah, man. That's that's episode one of the oh, four. Wait, wait, oh, one you, want, you want to do the you want to do the player shoutouts this oh, week, yeah, or you want to just wait till next week? We could do that. Go ahead, Low. Um, and every every um podcast we're gonna wrap it up by giving a couple shout outs to a player or two that we feel like need to get a little bit more recognition who've been playing good between the podcasts or whatnot. Um my first shout out is gonna go to Larry Marketing. Larry Marketing. <laughs> I doubted him I doubted him in the, a little bit in the beginning because I didn't think he was gonna be that good of a rookie because everyone was hyping hyping him up as like the next you know, Porzingis or Dirk or whatever. Right. And I just thought it was like another foreign player coming overseas and going to play and he can shoot threes. And so the comparisons wow. were a little bit too easy of a grab. But, yeah, he's been playing good, man. For, if I'm not mistaken, the first player or the fastest player, excuse me, to score 103 pointers. He's definitely ate the process of winning down in Chicago. I have no idea why they are winning. But, you know, shout out to Chicago for, for rounding up some games here and there and doing their thing. And uh, Larry Markin definitely has been at the forefront of them being able to bounce back a little bit. And he's having a really, really good rookie season. If, if it wasn't for this rookie class being so stacked, he would easily be in a conversation of being a rookie of the year candidate. But there's like three or four players ahead of him. I'm actually happy it's that way. Remember the year MCW won rookie of the year? And we're all like, you can't go to nobody better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we need to take MCW's rookie of the year away and give it to... Second up on uh, this year, man. But uh, yeah, wow, what a that's terrible. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. But you got it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm on the same page as you, man. Because I was gonna give it to Miritich, who in 24 minutes per game is scoring 17 points, and yo, it yeah. gets better because he's shooting 45 percent from three. That yeah. is insane numbers, right? Yeah. So yeah, uh, almost like Embiid last year, where barely would play, but when he did, was just it's so effective. It's gotten to the point where the Bulls are trying to lose games because they, they want to play for the draft. But Miritich is doing so good that they're not even playing him at the end of games in some of these, regardless of like how he's performing, almost as if like they're blatantly trying to bomb. 
but it's interesting to see a team that we all thought was going to be a disaster, like when the Raptors traded away Rudy Gay. And like we're like, oh, this team is actually afloat and is doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, mirror, mirror, both we were both thinking the Bulls, man. They surprised me. I thought they were gonna be ass. I was making so much Bulls jokes to start the year. It's crazy. I mean, uh, they still. I mean, they still low key not that good. But I mean, they, they're, they're not. They're the in the worst middle of the second. Pack, though. Yeah, they're not. They're not the worst or second worst team in in the NBA no more. It's it's now it's like definitively Atlanta. And after that, it's like <laughs> Dallas or or some other team in the, in the um, yeah. West. So they're not they're not the, they're not like the worst anymore. Orlando's also Orlando went from like being the best teams, and now they're the worst, like one of the worst. So they know. do it all. They do it so often. Almost every year, Orlando gets off to a hot start, and then everybody gets hype, and then they just fall apart. It's hilarious to see. True. 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 But um, that's gonna like do Agent it, said, right? Yeah, that's that's it, yo. Like Agent said, yo, shout out to the people who watching and listening. I guess we'll catch y'all next podcast. Legend of Winning, y'all. I mean, I'm pretty sure y'all know us, you know what I'm saying. But just in case, Legend of Winning, aka Low, follow me on Twitter at Legend of Winning. Uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Anything else you gotta you gotta plug, Agent? You know? Nah, the the, the people know me. Right. The people don't. Yeah, 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 y'all, y'all know, y'all know what's good. Y'all know what's good. But if not, you know, I'm still trying to plug it up. Man, yo, make sure y'all um y'all follow us. Always be up to date. We're trying to blow up on this podcast thing. Yeah. And y'all and y'all been y'all been rocking with us for, for quite a long time. And we knew that this is what y'all wanted and this is what y'all wanted to hear. And so we just giving y'all what y'all want because y'all know we know for a fact that y'all gonna mess with us the long way. So shout out to y'all as always. Make sure y'all follow, y'all keep up. We will always always keep y'all updated on our YouTube channels and on Twitter. And until next time, bro, we'll, we'll see y'all. We'll see y'all when y'all see y'all. Peace. That was a that was a good episode one of the four out one in pick and roll podcast, man. It's great. <laughs>